to Maverick Minds podcast. I'm Catherine Lloyd, founder of Maverick Minds, a creative human development service where we work with individuals and teams to help shift your thinking and create positive change. And I'm Danielle Bolton, Director of Association Solutions, a Specialist Secretariat and Event Management Service. Maverick Minds podcasts are brief conversations where we unearth creative gems, people, ideas and actions that have caught our attention and think they're worth sharing with you. And as always, a big thank you to Marcus, who provides us with a unique piece of music for each podcast. And big hello to you, Danielle. Can you believe we are this close to Christmas? I really can't, Catherine. I do not know where the year has gone, and I can't believe we're here already. Oh, no, it's extraordinary. Um, But I'm super pleased that we were able to find time to do the last podcast for the year and with a, a theme that we think is is just the right thing for this time of the year as well. But before we get on with it, dare I ask what plans you have for Christmas? Yes, we've got a, a pretty busy one this year. We're actually, I'm taking my family up to Mackay uh, to see some other family. So I think we're going to have about 16 people for Christmas lunch up there, which will be really lovely actually to see everyone. Well, that sounds fabulous. And I hope you get great weather and um, just chill and relax with your family. Thank you. And what about you, Catherine? What are you going to get up to? Well, we're going to keep it pretty low-key. We're staying here in uh, Brisbane or Bris Vegas um, and doing something what we're calling pockets of Brisbane. So I just want to get out and about and discover, you know, parts of Brisbane that I either haven't been to for a really long time or maybe I've actually never been really in some respects. So, yeah, I'm just keen to sort of discover the little hidden gems, unearth the gems in in Brisbane. Um, And, you know, it just feels like a good thing to be doing, keeping a low key. I, I just kind of feel like we've got all these disruptions happening again and I just don't need to be dealing with the extra layer of... The stress of moving about too much. So my motto for this Christmas is to keep it simple. The unpredictability can sort of take its toll. And so I I just don't need um, uh, that kind of level of um, stress right now. So we're certainly being challenged in many ways, you know, about our freedoms and sense of autonomy um, and how safe we feel in our communities and things like that. And as a psychologist that I was chatting with the other day said to me, there are three things that we need as humans, that safety, belonging and freedom. And I feel like, you know, this is what well, we know, that these are the things that humans desire at any given point, but we're really experiencing this on steroids at the moment. So in all the uncertainty and the pressure of things, the anxiety and that unpredictability, there are rhythms that prevail. You know, the seasons are changing. They do change. Um some more dramatically than others, of course. The Christmas period arrives, here it is, and the end of another year draws to a close. And so with that in mind, and Christmas just around the corner, this hurly-burly of activities and the, the consumption that will be going on and the uncertainty of what we might be able to do, we thought that we'd focus on a truly simple human quality that is worthy of attention and intention and it's something that we can do and that is to show acts of kindness. And if you've listened to previous podcasts, you'll know that we like to explore the origin or the history of the gems we unearth. There's always the beginning of something, even though it may transform over time. And we refer to the history of that idea or the artefact that we might be unearthing as the provenance. So what's the provenance of that idea or that artefact? And in this case, What's the provenance of kindness? What's its humble origin, Danielle? 
Well, the word kindness stems from Old English kindness, which means nation, and has origins in the word kin, as in one's family, race, or relations. The word eventually evolved into a more modern understanding of courtesy or noble deeds by the 14th century. Aristotle defined kindness as helpfulness towards someone in need, not in return for anything, nor the advantage of the helper himself, but for that of the person helped. In most cases, kindness is a gift freely given. And while we probably should not expect anything in return, as kindness is freely given, without strings attached, it does seem that being truly kind sometimes has worthy benefits. When we practice kindness, generosity, hospitality, feelings of goodwill and friendship to others and towards ourselves, we can experience positive mental changes and physical changes through lowering our stress levels and increasing the body's production of feel-good hormones such as dopamine, oxytocin, and serotonin. We also create new neural connections and attunements with others. We're creating empathy. We're creating empathy. It's a, it's a good thing to do, isn't it? I really like that. I think that's fantastic that, you know, there are these little kind of fringe benefits almost, but, you know, we don't really expect it, but it's an offshoot really. My favourite social psychologist and researcher, Hugh McKay, who recently wrote The Kindness Revolution, tends to think of kindness as a hard-headed discipline, a motivation rather than an emotion, a frame of mind and a way of being in the world. He says it's possible to be kind to others even if we don't feel affection towards them. So kindness doesn't really rely on an emotional response. It's an understanding of putting the needs of another person ahead of our own ego-driven desires. He adds that kindness is a humility, that pride and arrogance are its enemies. And I think this is really empowering because it means we don't even really need to like another person to be ultimately kind. I, I completely agree, Catherine. I mean, it's really the world that we're living in at in the moment, really. I mean, it's doing an act that is going to be received by the greater good of the community. And it means that we might not know who the recipient of that is going to be. It can be just a random act of kindness, of doing the right thing, of um, protecting ourselves to, you know, in order to protect the community. And uh, and I think that's actually really, really important, particularly now. Yeah, the, the greater good. And it's an interesting one, you know, at the moment, given the kind of polarising views that, you know, we're hearing and seeing, and that somehow if we could actually have kindness at the forefront, how that might actually uh, temper maybe some of that polarisation in some respects. So, you know, it is a bit of a complicated time at the moment as well. And I think that having kindness really at the forefront would do us a world of good in that regard. Speaking Well, exactly. Speaking of worlds of good, um, there are a few kindness movements out there. Uh, there are ones such as the World Kindness Movement and World Kindness Day or WKM. And the mission of WKM is to inspire individuals towards greater kindness by connecting nations to create a kinder world. Members of the movement include over 27 nations. The city of Anaheim in California um, put kindness at its heart after a tragic accident of a young girl and moved by her drawings of rainbows and messages of kindness that her father found after she had died, he began to hang her pictures around the city. The messages were noticed by the local councillor, Tom Tate, who was inspired to run for mayor. And using kindness as a platform and a belief that kindness could potentially transform the city, and he actually won the election. 
Tom Tate has gone on to create the City of Kindness, which is a social impact fund and a coalition of organisations working to inspire kindness in the world. The City of Kindness is not a literal place, but a collective endeavour, and we can undertake by practising kindness daily in organisations and institutions. Good idea. Practising kindness daily in our institutions and organisations, I think that would be a great thing. And I know you have a favourite kindness movement, Danielle, the idea of paying it forward. Can you share a little bit more about this? Yeah, sure, Catherine. I I love the concept of of paying it forward. And and basically, that's where you do a random act of kindness and you pay for something for somebody that you'll never meet and you'll never be thanked for because they'll never know who has been the the giver of that gift. And it can be something really small and really simple. And um, just to give an example, there's a, a catering company in Alberta, Canada at the moment, where you can purchase a meal from them and then you can purchase a second meal that meal is actually delivered to um, the local hospital and is given to the um, the health workers in the in the COVID ICU ward, and I just think that's a wonderful thing to do. Where you know these poor people who are working exorbitant hours under very stressful conditions are getting a beautiful hot meal donated by somebody who just says thanks, and they'll never know who gave them that, but it's just a it's a beautiful act of kindness. It is. And I think these things have a ripple effect in many respects, you know, a positive ripple effect. I had a recent little pay it forward moment um, where, and it's just small, uh, as you say, but there's a local coffee merchant where I get my coffee from and you take your tins and you can recycle your tins and things like that, which is great. You know, it's good for the environment, kind for the environment. And uh, I didn't need the coffee, the extra coffee that they wanted to give me because I had a couple of tins with me. And so I said, well, is there any chance that I could offer that coffee to somebody else, like pay it forward? And I actually said, could I pay it forward to somebody else who would be coming in to get a coffee? And she looked at me and I'm not sure if they've ever done anything like that before, really. And she said, well, yeah, I don't see why we couldn't do something like that. So I was sitting there having my coffee and she came over to me a little bit later and said, "Um, oh, by the way, I did your pay it forward of a coffee to the next person who came in and she was really appreciative of it. So It was really nice just to think that coffee could have gone to waste in some respects, but, in fact, actually it went to somebody who, you know, got a nice little surprise. So, yeah, and hopefully that, you know, and on it goes in in, in many respects, that sort of paying it forward. An organisation I've recently become associated with is the Bambuda Group. This is a social enterprise founded by Anna Shepherd, um, and her fundamental belief is in a future where every leader and business is committed to creating a sustainable world of equality and opportunity for everyone. And as part of this, this whole sort of programming that she does, she also, um, or they, the, the group actually facilitate corporate kindness programs. So you can check out the Bambuda group. Um, we've got it in our notes and the links um, in the, you know, in the, in the podcast. But kindness isn't passive. It actually does require action. Uh, and it is possible to show kindness for all sorts of things. It's one of the things I touched on in my book, Seriously Playful Creativity, and I explored the idea of being kind to our to our creative selves and that in doing so can offer us inspiration and comfort in a way too. And it goes something like this. Cultivate a relationship with your creativity, one of kindness and compassion, just as you would a dear friend. Be kind to yourself and to your creativity instead of constantly questioning whether you what you create is good enough. And stop comparing your creativity although there is nothing wrong in being inspired by others. 
Yes, there are times when we need to be willing to have robust conversations, depending on the situation. We will have to deal with others critiquing our creative work. And the more we put our creativity on show, the more likely this is. If in the process, we can also apply loving kindness and compassion to our creative life, we are likely to be more resilient when we feel our creative offering has not been received in the way that we hoped. Along the way, we'll experience both the highs and lows of creative living. So embedding kindness into our creative practice will provide some comfort. And Catherine, I think this time of year is a really poignant time to bring up these sorts of points because it's a time when we're often going out and we're buying gifts for for people as an act of kindness. But I hate the thought of just buying a gift for the sake of buying it. And, and I think that's something that I thought about in your book, is it about applying creativity to that gift and, and just spending the time to really think about what people would like and giving them something that's special and precious to them. And it doesn't have to be a lot of money or something big and flamboyant. It just has to be something that really is creative and speaks to that person. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think even making things can be a wonderful thing, you know, making cards, uh, making food, uh, making time, which is something that you mentioned, um, you know, earlier on. Well, that's really it, isn't it? I think being making things is um, is about the gift of time and, and that's probably one of the most precious things that we have to give, really. It makes me think of um, the Dalai Lama because he speaks regularly about kindness com- and compassion and he asks us to be kind wherever possible. It's always possible. There isn't anyone who doesn't appreciate kindness and compassion. Well, the words of wisdom from the Dalai Lama, absolutely. So over the next few weeks, as Christmas and a continuing pandemic disrupts and demands attention, let's continue to have kindness at the forefront of our minds. When all else fails, remember kindness is in our power. We have the ability to choose it and use it or lose it. And we'd like to leave you with this little poem we discovered by Alison Malley, and it goes something like this. Ah, kindness. What a simple way to tell another struggling soul that there is love to be found in the world. It doesn't get more simple and yet more profound than that. So thanks for stopping by Maverick Minds podcast. We'd love you to get in touch with us if you'd like to discuss how we can help you think differently about your business and inspire a creative mindset. We love organising events. We love playing and co-creating with our clients and getting to know about your businesses. It brings us immense joy. We look forward to catching up with you in 2022, where we'll continue to explore the creative gems that come our way, whether that's people, ideas, and actions. And do get in touch if you've got ideas, people, and actions that you'd like to share with us. Absolutely. And um, we'd also love you to subscribe so you don't miss out, particularly if you love our Maverick Musings podcast. Please leave a review and provide a rating. Get on board and become part of the Maverick Minds podcast community. And uh, I think what we'd really love to do is to wish everybody a very merry and safe time during uh, this Christmas period. So please go safely, everyone. Absolutely. So wishing you peace, creativity, very kind festive season for yourself, for your family and the community around you. And don't forget, when in doubt, be kind. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.